Let's start with an important question. Has Christianity made your life easier or harder? Have your attempts to more closely follow Jesus happened automatically, or have they required determination and effort? To answer this question, maybe we should consider this. What is the easiest thing to do in the entire world? It is to focus on ourselves. From the moment we are born into this world, the only thing we care about is our own comfort. Babies have no consideration for the time of day or their parents' needs. If they are hungry or lonely or upset, everyone is going to hear about it right away. Our animalistic instincts drive us to favor ourselves over all others. Yes, some of this natural selfishness leaves us as we learn to socialize. But that's kind of the point, isn't it? We have to learn not to be selfish. We have to learn to look after the needs of others. And if society decides to teach us to be self-interested in some area, like our career, money, time, or resources, as it commonly does today, then we may never learn to think about anyone else in these aspects of our lives. So it would seem from a biological and now a societal point of view Focusing on ourselves appears to be the default action and the easiest path. Now consider Christianity. The central event in our faith is the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our God and Lord chose to give himself up to death so that we might be freed from death. In other words, the font from which every aspect of Christianity flows is the font of self-sacrifice. Christianity is utterly selfless, and every Christian is called to spend their entire life trying to model the selflessness of Jesus. So if focusing on oneself is the easiest and most natural thing to do as a human being, Christianity, authentically lived, will always make our lives harder. Now this certainly fits with my experience, and it appears to be St. Paul's experience as well. In our second reading we hear St. Paul exhort his acolyte, St. Timothy, to bear his share of hardship for the gospel. The gospel, it seems, has been hard since the very beginning. Why? Because the gospel is the good news of the self-sacrifice of the God-man, Jesus Christ. 
And that self-sacrifice is a grave threat to the established order of things. Even for those of us who love Jesus and wish to follow him, the gospel threatens us. When we dwell on the passion and death of the Lord, as we do particularly during Lent, we realize just how far we are from truly following his example. We feel resistance in our own hearts to giving up yet another aspect of our egoism or self-interest to follow the Lord more closely. And if the gospel is a threat to those of us who already call ourselves Christians, it is even more threatening to those who are convicted by our faith. Sometimes we call people to Christ explicitly, and sometimes we convict the world by a radically countercultural lifestyle. But in both cases, our promotion of the gospel is always a threat to those who are self-interested in any way. Because the good news of the self-sacrifice of Jesus is always a call to follow that example. This threat is often met with hostility and anger because the egotistical self does not die without a fight. Now multiply this resistance by an entire society of people. And how do you think the gospel will be received by the world? Roman society spent 300 years killing Christians just for preaching the gospel of Jesus. Because the gospel of Jesus was a threat to a government that had decided to manipulate religion to serve its own selfish desire for power. In our society, every time we push back against the sexual revolution, or every time we suggest that some of our economic structures disproportionately serve the rich, we are met with incredible, visceral resistance. Why? Because society has decided that it wants to be self-interested with pleasure and self-interested with money. And our call for self-sacrifice in these areas threatens the very pillars on which our society has erected itself. So yes, my friends, trying to live out and preach the gospel is always going to result in hardship, because the gospel calls us to self-sacrifice, and this challenges our innate selfishness. But notice the second half of St. Paul's exhortation to St. Timothy. Bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. God knows that his gospel will bring hardship, and so he gives us the necessary strength. Look at our first reading. God calls Abram to uproot himself from everything he knows and loves 
to journey to a foreign land. But before he goes, God gives Abram the strength to do such a hard thing by describing the blessings and protections that God will provide him along the way. The consolation and strength precede the hardship. Our gospel is similar. Peter, James, and John were not only called to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth as apostles, but they were also called to exercise leadership among the twelve, and eventually among the nation Christian community. To take on such a monumental task, they were going to need a point of reference in their doubts and struggles to keep them faithful. Nothing could have brought them more certainty of the messianic identity of Jesus than to see him transformed into a heavenly being, to see his ministry confirmed by two pillars of the Jewish religion, and to hear a voice from heaven explicitly name Jesus as God's beloved Son. I am sure when they were discouraged, persecuted, in prison, or even facing death, these three apostles often recalled the transfiguration to reassure themselves about the necessity of their mission. My brothers and sisters in Christ, this is what God does for all of us. He gives us moments of clarity and moments of strength so that we can endure the many hardships that come our way from our dedication to the gospel. I'm sure that we have each had powerful moments in which we have experienced the undeniable presence of God. And it is essential that we remember these moments. These moments are given to us in the good times to help us get through the bad times. Is your prayer dry? Find consolation in the memory of a time when you and God spoke freely. Are you struggling with a recurring sin? Remember a time when God gave you the strength to do something difficult. Does your ministry within or outside the walls of the parish seem not to be bearing fruit? Call to mind the reason why you joined the ministry in the first place and the fruits you have already seen. Do you struggle to talk about faith? Don't forget the times when God has given you the words that you needed. If we are in a moment of hardship, we would do well to remember our consolations. But, also remember, if we are in a moment of consolation, we would do well to remember our mission. In the Gospel, Peter, James, and John thought that the transfiguration was meant for them in that moment, which is why they wanted to build tents and remain. But that wasn't the point. The transfiguration was given to them for the future. When God gives us a moment of clarity or strength, we should appreciate it, thank Him, and then prepare once more to engage in the difficult work 
of being Christian and preaching the gospel.